section twenty three of the crime of Sylvestre bonheur by anatole france this librivox recording is in the public domain july six maitre mouche has so much delayed me by his visit that i gave up going to see jean that day professional duties kept me very busy for the rest of the week although at the age when most men retire altogether from active life i am still attached by a thousand ties to the society in which i have lived i have to reside at meetings of academies scientific congresses assemblies of various learned bodies i am overburdened with honorary functions i have seven of these in one governmental department alone the bureau would be very glad to get rid of them but habit is stronger than both of us together and i continue to hobble up the stairs of various government buildings old clerks point me out to each other as i go by like a ghost wandering through the corridors when one has become very old one finds it extremely difficult to disappear nevertheless it is time as the old song says de prendre ma retraite et de songer à faire enfin to retire on my pension and prepare myself to die a good death an old marchioness who used to be a friend of helvetius in her youth and whom i once met at my father's house when a very old woman was visited during her last sickness by the priest of her parish who wanted to prepare her to die is that really necessary she asked i see everybody else manage it perfectly well the first time my father went to see her very soon afterwards and found her extremely ill good evening my friend she said pressing his hand i am going to see whether god improves upon acquaintance so were wont to die the belles amis of the philosophers such an end is certainly not vulgar nor impertinent and such levities are not of the sort that emanate from dull minds nevertheless they shock me neither my fears nor my hopes could accommodate themselves to such a mode of departure i would like to make mine with a perfectly collected mind and that is why i must begin to think in a year or two about some way of belonging to myself otherwise i should certainly risk but hush let him not hear his name and turn to look as he passes by i can still lift my faggot without his aid i found jeanne very happy indeed she told me that on the thursday previous after the visit of her guardian mademoiselle prefere had set her free from the ordinary regulations and lightened her tasks in several ways since that lucky thursday she could walk in the garden which only lacked leaves and flowers as much as she liked and she had been given facilities to work at her unfortunate little figure of st georges she said to me with a smile i know very well that i owe all of this to you i tried to talk with her about other matters but i remarked that she could not attend to what i was saying in spite of her effort to do so i see you are thinking about something else i said well tell me what it is for if you do not we shall not be able to talk to each other at all which would be very unworthy of both of us she answered oh i was really listening to you monsieur but it is true that i was thinking about something else 
you will excuse me won't you i could not help thinking that mademoiselle Prefere must like you very very much indeed to have become so good to me all of a sudden then she looked at me in an odd smiling frightened way which made me laugh does that surprise you i asked very much she replied please tell me why because i can see no reason no reason at all but there no reason at all why you should please mademoiselle prefere so much so then you think i'm very displeasing jean she bit her lips as if to punish them for having made a mistake and then in a coaxing way looking at me with great soft eyes gentle and beautiful as a spaniel's she said i know i said a foolish think but still i do not see any reason why you should be so pleasing to mademoiselle prefere and nevertheless you seem to please her a great deal a very great deal she called me one day and asked me all sorts of questions about you really yes she wanted to find out all about your house just think she even asked me how old your servant was and jean burst out laughing well what do you think about it i asked she remained a long while with her eyes fixed on the worn-out cloth of her shoes and seemed to be thinking very deeply finally looking up again she answered i am distrustful isn't it very natural to feel uneasy about what one cannot understand i know i am foolish but you won't be offended with me will you why certainly not jean i'm not a bit offended with you i must acknowledge that i was beginning to share her surprise and i began to turn over in my old head the singular thought of this young girl one is uneasy about what one cannot understand but with a fresh burst of merriment she cried out she asked me guess i will give you a hundred guesses a thousand guesses you give it up she asked me if you liked good eating and how did you receive this shower of interrogations jean i replied i don't know mademoiselle and mademoiselle then said to me you are a little fool the least details of the life of an eminent man ought to be observed pleased to know mademoiselle that monsieur sylvestre bonheur is one of the glories of france stuff i exclaimed and what did you think about it mademoiselle i thought that mademoiselle prefere was right but i don't care at all i know it is naughty what i'm going to say i don't care a bit not a bit whether mademoiselle prefere is or is not right about anything well then content yourself jean mademoiselle prefere was not right yes yes she was quite right that time but i wanted to love everybody who loved you everybody without exception and i cannot do it because it would never be possible for me to love mademoiselle prefere listen jean i answered very seriously mademoiselle prefere has become good to you try now to be good to her she answered sharply it is very easy for mademoiselle prefere to be good to me and it would be very difficult indeed for me to be good to her i then said in a still more serious tone my child the authority of a teacher is sacred you must consider your schoolmistress as occupying the place to you of the mother whom you lost i had scarcely uttered this solemn stupidity when i bitterly regretted it the child turned pale and the tears sprang to her eyes oh monsieur she cried how could you say such a thing you you never knew mamma i just heaven 
i did know her mamma and how indeed could i have been foolish enough to have said what i did she repeated as if to herself mamma my dear mamma my poor mamma a lucky chance prevented me from playing the fool any further i do not know how it happened at that moment i looked as if i was going to cry at my age one does not cry it must have been a bad cough which brought the tears into my eyes but anyhow appearances were in my favour jean was deceived by them oh what a pure and radiant smile suddenly shone out under her beautiful wet eyelashes like sunshine among branches after a summer shower we took each other by the hand and sat a long while without saying a word absolutely happy those celestial harmonies which i once thought i heard thrilling through my soul while i knelt before that tomb to which a saintly woman had guided me suddenly awoke again in my heart slow swelling through the blissful moments with infinite softness doubtless the child whose hand pressed my own also heard them and then elevated by their enchantment above the material world the poor old man and the artless young girl both knew that a tender ghostly presence was making sweetness all about them my child i said at last i am very old and many secrets of life which you will only learn little by little have been revealed to me believe me the future is shaped out of the past whatever you can do to live contentedly here without impatience and without fretting will help you live some future day in peace and joy in your own home be gentle and learn how to suffer when one suffers patiently one suffers less if you should be badly treated madame de gapery and i would both consider ourselves badly treated in your person is your health very good indeed dear monsieur it was mademoiselle Prefer approaching stealthily behind us who had asked the question with a peculiar smile my first idea was to tell her to go to the devil my second that her mouth was as little suited for smiling as a frying-pan for musical purposes my third was to answer her politely and assure her that i hoped she was very well she sent the young girl out to take a walk in the garden then pressing one hand upon her pelerine and extending the other towards the tableau d'honneur she showed me the name of jean alexandre written at the head of the list in large text i am very much pleased i said to her to find that you are satisfied with the behaviour of that child nothing could delight me more and i am inclined to attribute this happy result to your affectionate vigilance i have taken the liberty to send you a few books which i think may serve both to instruct and to amuse young girls you will be able to judge by glancing over them whether they are adapted to the perusal of mademoiselle alexandre and her companions the gratitude of the schoolmistress not only overflowed in words but seemed about to take the form of tearful sensibility in order to change the subject i observed what a beautiful day this is yes she replied and if this weather continues those dear children will have a nice time for their enjoyment i suppose you are referring to the holidays but mademoiselle alexandre who has no relatives cannot go away 
what in the world is she going to do all alone in this great big house oh we will do everything we can to amuse her i will take her to the museums and she hesitated blushed and continued and to your house if you will permit me why of course i exclaimed that is a first-rate idea we separated very good friends with one another i with her because i had been able to obtain what i desired she with me for no appreciable motive which fact according to plato elevated her into the highest rank of the hierarchy of souls and nevertheless it is not without a presentiment of evil that i find myself on the point of introducing this person into my house and i would be very glad indeed to see jean in charge of anybody else rather than of her maitre mouche and mademoiselle profere are characters whom i cannot at all understand i never can imagine why they say what they do say nor why they do what they do they have a mysterious something in common which makes me feel uneasy as jean said to me a little while ago one is uneasy about what one cannot understand alas at my age one has learned only too well how little sincerity there is in life one has learned only too well how much one loses by living a long time in this world and one feels that one can no longer trust any except the young End of section twenty three